Welcome to Ennisbrook Church. We hope this message from our sex and location pastor, Jared Lieberzeit, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at ennisbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Hey, um, well, it is uh, great to be together. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Jared Lieberzeit, and I'm one of the location pastors here. Uh, if you're here and it's your first time at church, by the way, hey, just want to say a huge welcome to church. Uh, if you're new, if you're a guest here, it's so good to have you with us. And uh, we just really hope that today you feel um, a part of this and like this is a place that you can belong. And so, and in fact, come on, why don't we put our hands together, actually. Let's just welcome anyone who is new. Fantastic. We'll, uh, we'd love to connect with you. We'd love to meet you. Come and meet us um, after the service. Um, that would be amazing. Um, I get the privilege today to continue our new preaching theme. Uh, it's a theme that was launched last Sunday. We've called it All Together Now. All Together Now. We are going all together. It's a series all about unity. And um, so uh, very exciting to be preaching on it. Very, I'm very privileged to be able to share this morning. It's always a privilege. It's always an honor. And we always take a moment to come around the Word of God. We believe that God always wants to speak to us. God always has something that He wants to share uh, with us. And uh, that is the case today. I believe God has a word for someone in this place. Anyone believe that today? He may have already spoken to you. There may have already been uh, a receiving from Him. Uh, but let me just tell you this. Our God is a God of more. There's always more in Him. So we're going to go a little bit deeper this morning. Shall we do that? Fantastic. I want to share a, a message that I've titled, and this title may make you cringe. It may not. But the title is this, The Fruit of Fellowship. Oh, we love the word fellowship. You know, it's just feels good. The fruit of fellowship. And I want to share from this scripture, Acts 2 verse 42. It's really following on from Pastor Graham's word uh, last week. But this is what it says, Acts 2 verse 42. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. It says, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were gathered together and they had everything in common. Verse 45 says that they sold property and possessions to give to, uh, to, sorry, to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all of the people. And the Lord added to their number daily, those who are being saved. The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This, of course, is the, the, the beginnings of what church is to look like, the bride of Christ, the beginning of the church, and what we are representing here today. This is where it started. And so um, I want to share some thoughts from the Scripture today. Is that all right? It's going to be good. Um, I don't want to bring up any um, bad memories, but um, in March 2020, um, something happened to us that was very different, something that we have never experienced um, before, but we went into um, a nationwide lockdown. You may remember, you may not remember, it was just last year, so hopefully you do remember. Uh, we were in very uncharted waters when this happened. Um, COVID-19 obviously had a very big impact, and let's be honest, still has a very big impact on uh, the world and society and the things that are going on around us. But these were unforeseen circumstances. We were hearing that these were unprecedented times, were in isolated times. It was what it was like. It was like playing an extended game of uh, go home, stay home. 
where you go home and you just, you just stay at home, and that's it, you know? <laughs> Great game. But as tough as it was, lockdown produced a couple of good things. Uh, for some people, it was, uh, I mean, they enjoyed it. It, was, it worked out. For some of us, it meant that we could create new rhythms in, rhythms in life, uh, you know, spending more time with kids, opportunity to find a new purpose in life, to go a different track in life, just to take check and take stock on, on where life was at and be able to maybe make a redirection after lockdown. And so some good things came from it, but there are also some, uh, let's just say, interesting things that came out of it, like working from home. And anyone in the room who's like, oh, actually working from home, from home is not that bad, work from home without kids. <laughs> you should try it next time with kids. Hopefully there is no next time, but you should try working at home sometime with some kids, preferably your own kids, not someone else's kids. That'd be weird, give them back. Uh, Kmart sold out of all the workout gear really fast. I had to download an app and just do 100 press-ups every minute. And that was like pretty tough for, for some people. <laughs> The sea was in lockdown as well. Let's talk about that for a bit. The sea was locked. No one was allowed to go boating. We weren't allowed to go out, out boating because, you know, just because of the fish, you know, just take care of them and look after them. Uh, Zoom was never ending. Anyone here um, been on Zoom since lockdown or are you just de- denying it, saying, no, we're, I'm not, no that's, not, that's not for me. We were spending so much time on Zoom and that was a struggle for so many people. And we we're creating things. You know, like people were just creating words, like the word fakeaways came out of nowhere, you know, creating takeaways at home, so it's fake takeaways, anyone remember that? Alicia would, um, she made some um, fake KFC, uh, fakeaways, it was better than KFC though, like it was amazing, it was actually quite a good thing, I mean there was actually chicken there, you know, like it was actually, it was, the process was a little bit better than, than you know what I mean, um, but for, for many for many of us, there's something about lockdown that was by far the worst thing, and, and that was the isolation. That was the isolation part of lockdown, what isolation uh, meant and looked like. We got to the end of it, and we just wanted to be back with people. We wanted to be just yeah, back in the room, hanging out with friends and family, and as a church as well, we wanted to just get back together. See, the thing about isolation, I think that uh, it at times can be good, and it can be required for uh, relaxation at times. It's relaxing. It can help. But when we stay in isolation for too long, it can actually take away from our life instead of add to our life. That when we stay in isolation for too long, that isolation actually turns into uh, what we would call loneliness. And that loneliness, when we stay in loneliness for too long, it starts to increase the anxiety in our life that we are living with. We start to feel anxious, we're just with our own thoughts, we're not having the encouragement of others, we're not being supported by others, and then the result of that is an increase in uh, a decline in, in mental health, as you know, we would read statistics as well off the back of lockdown in 2020, that is exactly what happened. When we're in isolation for too long, we start to lose our way. Talk about this, because I think that in lockdowns, apart from the bubble in which you live, we are forced to be isolated. We cannot be together. But for some of us, we don't actually need a lockdown to live isolated. For some of us, I don't think we need a lockdown for us to live isolated. For some of us, all it takes is just one argument or one disagreement. And then we isolate and then there's a bit of um, offense. 
You know, and it's like, I don't want to, oh man, I don't know if I want to talk about it. I've been offended, so I'm, I'm going to isolate myself. And then all of a sudden, you, you don't actually even talk to that person. You're like completely isolated from that person. Or, or maybe there's some issue or there's too much drama or, or I don't want to, I'm going to isolate myself because I'm just in a busy season. We just had our third child. We just had, our, you, know, you're, you know, we're just in a new season and I'm too, I'm too busy. I can't, I can't do it. And bam, we've isolated our, ourselves. I think um, when we become isolated in life, when we shut people out, when relationships are not a priority for us, we are removing ourselves, hear me today, from what God wants for our life. When we, when we isolate ourselves, we remove ourselves from what God has planned for our life, what God has for our life. You know, we understand this, that God created us to be together, right? Yeah. That God created us for relationship, that we are here to be united with God and to be united with people. You know, there's this moment in the scripture where some Pharisees come to Jesus and they ask him this question. They're kind of, they're just quizzing him on some things. And they say, hey, Jesus, hey, hey, tell us, what's the greatest commandment in the law? What's the greatest commandment? And Jesus' response is to say that the greatest greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's, that's That's number one. That's the greatest commandment. And the second is like it, is to love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And then he goes on and he says, all of the law and all of the commandments, all the prophets, excuse me, they hang on these two commandments. Saying to these people that it doesn't matter how expert you are. It doesn't matter how much you think you know. It doesn't matter what you know of God or what you do for God. If it is not motivated by a love for God and a love for people, it doesn't mean anything. It's not worth doing. It shouldn't be in our life. It's not something that we should be focusing on. He's just saying, listen, the greatest commandment, here they are. Love God, love people. And if you're doing something that's not connected to that, then you should probably not be doing it. (laughs) For us as Jesus followers, if you have Jesus in your heart, everything hangs on loving God and loving people because that's what Jesus is all about. See, there's this old constricting religious way of doing life as Graham shared about before. But Jesus comes in and he's smack bang in the middle of it. He doesn't just like create a new, a new way of doing things. He actually brings things back to how God first intended it, not about religion, but about relationship. It's who our God is. He created us for it because he knows that we are just so much better together. Because we are better together. You and I were never made to be isolated. When we become isolated, listen, we are not as good as we can be. When we're by ourselves, when it's just us, me and I, we're just not as good as we can be. It's like having hot chips without tomato sauce. Like hot hot chips are good, but I don't know if I'd have them without tomato sauce. It's It's just not as good. Um, many other things that just better with tomato sauce. We could just keep listing many things. But they, I mean, they're okay by themselves, but they're better together. It's like we're okay by ourselves, but we're better together. It's how God created us. It's how God intended our life to be. We need each other. Because when we're together, listen, let me tell you about it. When we're together, we're stronger. When we're together, we are more fruitful. We are more motivated. I wouldn't, I don't think, I go to the gym with Pastor Graham. Uh, you can tell we go to the gym by looking at Graham, not so much me, but whatever. Um, but I would not go to the gym as much as I do if I didn't have Graham. He's like, I mean, he motivates me to be there. 
By motivate, I mean he, he forces me to go. <laughs> but he encourages, he encourages me. He makes, he, he makes me want to be better. Makes me want to get better. So I keep turning up. I keep going. And I, and I love it every time. But I'll, I'll turn up and I'll be there. When we're together, we're more motivated. When we're together, we have more capacity because we're not on Zoom getting fatigued by Zoom. Remember that? Diagnosed with Zoom fatigue. Oh, what a struggle. When we're together, we get more done. When we are united, the Word of God says it, that there is a commanded blessing. Where there is unity, we are at our most effective. We are at our most effective. And so we read about this amazing group of believers in Acts 2, verse 42. And the, the, the story is, I mean, it starts off, and, and they've just had this moment where they have received the Holy Spirit as a, as a group of people for the first time. And the Holy Spirit has turned up and they started speaking in different tongues, in a different language. And God has moved on their life in such a way that things have just changed. Now there's, now there's things going, there's, a, there's a, like a gust, the Holy Spirit flows through the room. There's a, there's a fire about it. There's a bit of a spark to it. Then Peter gets up and he addresses the crowd. He, tries to, he starts to explain what's going on. He preaches this amazing sermon, gives a great altar call, and 3,000 people believe and are baptized in that moment. It's amazing. It's a great, great moment. Now these people have continued to meet together and to gather together. Now they are receiving teaching. Now they are they're breaking bread together. They're having communion together. They're praying together. They are now giving away their possessions to help the poor in their gatherings. And they see, because of what they're doing, a great fruit because of their fellowship. They see amazing fruit because of their, their fellowship. They didn't just come for a moment and then carry on their way, but they actually came into a moment. Then they decided that as they would leave it, they would go together. They would, they would move together. They went together. They were all together. They were, they were just all, they were all together. And, and this whole idea is not that we would get really good at gathering together on a Sunday morning for an event. This is not that we would get a, a, a bit more united in the way that we sing some songs and, and just, I don't know, have a nice cup of tea. But we believe that this is about a move of God. And that, that this is about us being all together, not just when we gather together, but that we would move in this move of God together. That we would continue to declare revival over our people and over our nation and over our lives. And that that would be something that we could carry all together, that we would all be included, that we would all be a part of it. That's what this is all about. All the believers, the scripture says, they were together and they had everything in common. So they're together, but they also had everything in common. So we can gather together, and that's great. We've done that today, but it takes something a little bit more. We have to get something in common. We have to find something in common. We have to find a common vision or a, a common uh, ground today. And so, I mean, you know, think of any race or any culture, uh, any nationality. There's something that each, each race has, and it sets them apart, and it helps them to stay connected, and that's, that's their language. That's, how they, that's what they would say. Their language helps them. Why? Because it means that wherever they go, even when they're outside of maybe their origin or where they have come from, they can connect with each other. They have something that they can actually rally around. Unity is not about uniformity. It's about diversity coming around a common vision to achieve great things. 
It's about us being diverse in who we are. We are all unique. We are all made different. We are not going to be, as a result of this preaching series, the same people. We will continue being different and diverse, and that's how God created us. But we can come together around a common thing to achieve great things for God. Let me illustrate this for you. <clears throat> okay, we're going to have some fun. You ready? I want you right now in your seat just to think, what's your, what's your favorite color? Think about your favorite color. Okay, this is not in the Bible, but just think about your favorite color right now. Um, and I'm going to count to three, right? You got it? Everyone, if you don't have a favorite color, just, I don't know, pick something. I'm going to count to three, and on three, I want you to yell out your favorite color. Okay, can we do this? Ready? One, two, three. Amazing. Incredible. I, I didn't really hear. I'll just try it again. Okay, louder. I think you can go louder. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. So good. I mean, I gotta point something out. Like it sounded amazing. You guys like quite loud. Um, I don't really understand what you were saying. I, I definitely heard, um, you know, one person. Um, like, <laughs> but this is this is, like this is the thing. Okay, let's try this again. All right, let's let's pick let's pick a color. Let's pick a color to share together. Let's say that our favorite color as a group is maroon. Maroon. Ooh. Ooh, maroon, okay, you're gonna have, I know it might not be your favorite, but I need you to just join with me in this, okay, connect with me on this. Maroon is your favorite color right now, ready? I'm gonna count to three, I want you to yell out the word maroon. Ready? One, two, three. Maroon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, how about this, how about this, how about this? This is gonna be even weirder. I want you to do something else. I want you to whisper the word maroon. Ready? All together. One, two, three. <laughs> That is creepy. That is so creepy. <laughs> but I illustrate this idea today to you that you can have a bunch of noise as, a, as an organization, as a business, as, as a connected group of people, as the church of Jesus Christ. You can have a lot of people doing a lot of things, making a bunch of noise, making a bunch of noise, and it's, it's, it's good noise. And the person that will be heard is the person who what? Is, is the loudest person. It's just what happens. Sometimes it's the person with the microphone, and other times it's someone else who wants to just make a bit of noise. But if you can get specific, if as a group of people you can get on the same page, if as a group of people you can come around one common thing, I'm not saying you should change what your favorite color is, but I am saying that there is a common heartbeat of the kingdom of God, and we are all called to join in on it, and that when we join in on it, there is an effective message about loving God and loving people. It's about relationship. It's about creating disciples. It's about journeying together. They were all together and they had everything to common, in common. They, it's about being the church of Jesus Christ. And, and as we declare it so much this year, it's about believing for revival, the reviving of hearts and souls of man. It's about believing for more. And I love this thought. It doesn't matter if it's in the big moments or if it's in the small moments. It doesn't matter if it's yelled or if it's just a whisper. Even in the whisper, if we are all on the same page, it has clarity. Yeah. In the small things, in the way that you live your everyday, 
it's loud when we're together on a Sunday morning, but man, when you're just by yourself, but you're still carrying the heartbeat of the kingdom of God to build relationship, there's something quiet about it, but it's so effective because we all carry it, because we're all a part of it. And when that starts to happen, we've put aside our personal preferences. I'm not, my favorite color is not maroon, but for the greater purpose, I will agree. This is the way that I want to go. And when that starts to happen, my, oh my, the devil better watch out because here comes the church. They are all together. They're not an isolated, they are how they should be, and they are united in the ways that they are going. We're on the same page. Powerful things start to take place. We're on the same page. There's an amazing unity. We gather together in unity, and there's a commanded blessing. We gather together in unity, and there's a mighty touch from heaven. When the church is all together, things just start to happen. And so we can have an expectation when we get on the same page that God's going to do great things. What can we expect is probably a great question. In fact, what fruit from our fellowship can we expect? I want to share just a couple of things and then we're going to pray and finish. But the first, the first thing, what should we expect from our connection, our fellowship, our altogetherness? What, what do we expect to see? The first thing is that people find Jesus. People find Jesus. Salvation is a fruit of fellowship. It says this in the scriptures, it says that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Psalm 68 verse 6 says this, I love this scripture. It says that God places the lonely in families and he sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. God places the lonely in families. See, the thing about God's heart is he wants the lonely to find home, but for the lonely to find home, they need a home to actually be able to find. They need a family that they can actually connect to. God actually requires more than just a building. God requires more than just lights and sound and whatever, a show. He needs a place, a home, a family that the lost people can actually come to. That's what he requires from us and our part in this that as his people, we would have enough in common to be able and available for the lonely and the lost and the broken to find family. Now, I'm not saying that it's about church. It's not about us as a people being what brings salvation to people's lives. We will not draw people to us. Only God can draw people to him. That's, that's how it works. But I do know that people see God through us, that we are a part of revealing Jesus that people will have their eyes open and their hearts open to who he is and to what his love is all about through our actions and through what we do and through how we live in our life. This is about, this is about um, adding to our number daily. That as the, gather, as the believers gathered together, as they had everything in common, that one of the results of it was that the Lord added to their number daily. The Lord added to their number daily. You know that there are some churches around New Zealand that are meeting together, gathering together, but because of a lack of unity, they haven't seen salvation in their church for what could be years or a very long time. That there's, there's a lack of direction or togetherness, and the result of that is that there has been no adding to their number. We see this amazing, amazing testimony from uh, what happened in our Wellington location just a couple of weeks ago. Um, they're meeting in a church, in, which was a, a link church in Wellington, is now uh, becoming Annisbrook Church, has become Annisbrook Church, and Alex and Hannah Siali leading, leading the way there. And they had baptisms just a couple of weeks ago for the first time in, in many, many years because there's a church now that's gathering 
in a building that's been there for a long time with people that have met for a long time, but now there's a, a community that's building that's connected and that's together and there's unity. And the result of it is that there's now people who are being added to their number. And that's what we see as a church. Every single week we're seeing people being added in. There's people who are finding home, finding family. And as a church, we just know that there's still so much more for us to continue to do in that. That there's still so many more people that need salvation, that need Jesus. We have to continue to believe, to be a part of, is that people find salvation, that people, God, that's what we are here to do. A fruit of our fellowship is that people find salvation, that people find Jesus. It's a powerful thing. The second thing, is that we have glad and sincere hearts. Scripture says this, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. It's a fruit of our fellowship. It's a fruit of fellowship, glad and sincere hearts. Psalm 133, how good and pleasant is it is when God's people live together in unity. When we are together in heart and unity, there is something that is so good about it. There's something that is so pleasant about it that you find yourself just so glad that you came. So sincerely glad in your heart that you are a part of it. You, you just want more. You just, you just want more. Because this blessing thing, it's, it's about the people around us. It's about reaching people. It's a blessing to go and save people, to seek and save the lost, to create disciples. But it's also a blessing that's meant for you as an individual. See, God wants to work through our life, but He also wants to work within our life too. So when you come into the church family and maybe you're feeling down or you're feeling disappointed, things didn't go as you planned them to go, you're feeling discouraged because maybe there's been failure on the way, this is what happens. God, God uses the people that are actually around your life to lift you up. God uses the kingdom relationships in your life to help you along the way. You need a, you need a friend, you'll find one here. You need someone to call, yeah, you'll find them here. Who are you gonna call, you know? Not Ghostbusters. You'll find the person that you need here in this room. You need a shoulder to cry on, there's one right beside you, cry on that. And then say sorry after. <laughs> but we, we just have to, we just have to understand that here, as we're all together, there's, there's such a gladness. I'm so glad that I get to be here. Aren't we glad that we get to do this? I'm so glad that I get to do this with you. All of a sudden, church has become something so much more to me. I don't just go to church, but I understand that I'm together with you. We are the church, that that's how we are to live. And now I've gone from having obligation of turning up on a Sunday morning to being so glad that I'm actually gonna have a little bit of ownership of it. I'm not just gonna say this is about their church, but this is actually my church and I belong here and I have a part in this and I want to be here and I'm glad to be here. And in our hearts, there's a sincerity, there's a gladness, there's a joy about it. It's good and it's pleasing when we gather together in unity. It's amazing. The last thing, the third thing, and finish with this, is uh, signs and wonders. Signs and wonders are a fruit of our fellowship. It says this in uh, verse 43. It says, Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. You know, um, God has been turning up over the past couple of months in some pretty big ways. Even this morning already, God has turned up in this place. Um, just something that's been going on in our youth ministry is um, we've, we've seen over the past, I would say six weeks, um, an incredible, incredible touch of heaven of, on our youth ministry. 
um, we, we just felt to start uh, teaching on the Holy Spirit. And so we've been preaching about the Holy Spirit, teaching about the Holy Spirit for about six weeks. It's probably the longest preaching thing that we've ever really done in youth. But what's happening on a Wednesday night in this very room is there are young people that are gathering that are receiving prayer, hands-on prayer ministry for a touch in the presence of God, for a life to be changed by His presence. And we have seen some amazing, amazing signs and wonders in this room within our teenagers. It's a setup. It's, it's absolutely amazing. It's incredible to see His presence has, has just been awesome. It's just awesome. His presence is just so, so awesome. God turns up and He makes Himself obvious. There's people crying. There's people that are being moved. There's healings that are, are happening. In fact, just last Sunday in our Wellington location, during the preaching, some, um, someone was believing for a healed back. And in a moment, in, in the middle of a sermon, they received the healing that they needed. After the moment, they stood up in worship and they were saying it's the first time that they were able to worship with both hands raised because they had no pain in their back. Let me tell you, where there is unity, where there is a togetherness, there is this incredible blessing, which is a sign and a wonder. God makes Himself obvious that He's in the room. Miracles start to take place. Healings begin to happen. Why? Because all of a sudden we have gathered together and we've connected our faith together and our faith causes God to move. God, God reacts to the faith that we have and does a work in and through our life. When we decide to believe that there is a river of living water that starts to flow within us and through us that affects everything that is around us, that it changes the situation. It changes the atmosphere. It changes the pain. It changes the struggle. It shifts things in our life and makes things better because we're convinced that because God is so good, it's just gonna happen. Even today, God is just so good. It's just going to happen. It just has to happen. And as we gather together, we're all together. We have everything in common. We are gathering around the name of Jesus Christ. And because of that, He turns up in this place. He is everywhere. His presence is everywhere. But when we gather, He's right here, ready to meet with us face to face to supply for our needs. Because we're not isolated, because we're together. We cannot continue to be isolated. We have to be together. We have to connect together. As we finish, I mean, even in this moment, we are coming together. We've come together. <laughs> that's, that's the first part. As, as right now, we just link our faith together, our belief together. God wants to do something in this place. The Holy Spirit is in this room and He wants to meet with us afresh. He wants to meet with us anew. And, um, you know, one of the greatest things that we can do and what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a moment. We're going to join together in worship. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info or visit our website.